0: I hear a groan. I see a thing behind the wall, I'm so afraid it's going to fall. Guys, gals, non binary pals, time again for another episode of Scary a Sharing. Yes, the podcast where
1: we share spooky news and frightful views with each other and you about all things horror. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I am so excited today to be here with my fellow scare boy, Jeremy, the original Sasquatch
0: Slim Rusk. And as always, my co pilot, my ride or die in this is Brandy Jell Planbeck, the famous scream queen himself. Hello. Or is it ride and to die? Oh, yeah! <laughs> I don't know what's what's um ride and. More yeah. <laughs> yeah, more a Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's right. I like. And
1: it. if you've never listened to us before, Jeremy and I talk about scary shit, and then we assign a movie to the other person that that person's never seen before. We go away, we watch both of them, we come back, and we talk. about them. That's right. Yeah, it is. So Jeremy, I'm so you can like
0: feel fall in the air, isn't it nice? Yeah, it's finally here. Like we just have the windows open all the time at night now. Mm -hmm. And it's like when I get up in the morning though, I'm like, I'm cold.
1: I was at a wedding last night and yeah, by like 6 30, it was starting to get chilly. And by Mm -hmm. eight o'clock, it was cold.
0: Yep. It's crazy. I felt bad for
1: all the the folks who were there in dresses. Like I was like, oh boy.
0: Yeah, because in the day it's still Kind of warm, but Mm -hmm. nighttime is just totally chilly. It is. I love it so uh, much. It is the
1: best. Absolutely. Just feel it just tingling in the air and in my bones. Mm. (laughs) The other day I was driving and I I drive like a light blue Prius and you know, if people have been around for a while, they know my license plate is Scream Queen, but Mm -hmm. it's S-C-R-M-Q-N and lots of people are like soccer mom, Um, (laughs) which it's not that. Um, but I don't have anything else. There is, like, the remnants, like, the shadow of someone who had, like, a Jesus fish, like, on the car. You know, those fish that were oh, real popular back in yeah. the day? You yeah. can still see, like, a shadow of that. So, like, I'm often wanting to get, like, like, I wanted to get that, um, you know, they have, like, the the bump. It's not like a bump. It's like a, a window decal. And it says, yeah. like, love. But it's spelled with, like, each letter spelled with different things. Mm-hmm. And there's one that's, like. Freddy's glove and like knives and there, there's variations no. on it they're like horror related and um I, I keep wanting to get one but I'm like I, I guess I'm like sort of worried I'm gonna like mess up the decal and then I mean who cares then it's like five dollars like yeah. the only respend but I that's like what keeps me from doing it but the other day I was driving and I happened to see because they Priuses are all over the place but I saw a Prius just like mine and it like just passed me and then I pulled up like next to it and I was like oh my god it's like just like mine it was like mm-hmm. the light same blue and everything and I look over and the back passenger window there is a decal of Michael Myers Oh, cool <laughs> i was like oh my god and i couldn't see the driver because i was like just one car behind mm, so like uh-huh. i could see that window but i was like oh if only they could have seen my my license plate yeah it could have been like tr- it was like prius doppelganger. my doppelganger, my, my yeah.
0: doppelganger. <laughs> no i was gonna say i like the um i like the uh the spoof of the jesus fish where it is the fish but it says satan in it those, those. <laughs> in college i have one that said homo in it yeah those always crack me up
1: when i see them so <laughs> that's funny i want the the satan fish
0: to have like little horns as well yeah like that one. would be good
1: <laughs> uh jeremy we got we got presents
0: we got presents we did
1: which is amazing. I, I feel like horror boob also sent us presents. So it isn't a first, but it is equally as exciting. Anytime it happens.
0: Absolutely. I was like, is this what it's like doing a podcast?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have people who send you beautiful things.
0: Yeah. They send so, you beautiful gifts. So
1: Lauren, thank you so much. Lauren went to, um, Mad Monster Expo a couple of weeks ago and sent us some signed posters. Yeah so cool so we each got return of the living dead signed by writer john russo what else has he written
0: Uh, he's he's the co-writer of the original night of the living dead that is amazing Yep, and then he's directed and i think he does like novels now or something like um as a side gig i can't remember that
1: is so awesome and then you got a second poster what's that
0: i did i got a second one for a a flick called crack coon which is a about a killer raccoon on crack, but John Russo acts in it, so he had signed that poster as well.
1: That is so cute. I love it so much, Lauren. Thank you. This is so incredibly cool. Mm-hmm. Love it, and yeah, it sounded like from the pictures and all the posts that you just had
0: the best time. Yeah, it looks awesome. We need yeah. to. We need to go to one of these things, but do like a like a field recorded episode or something. That's yeah. I'm I wonder thinking. if they even allow that. Yeah, we should look into like, it. You got to talk to our agent. I wonder, I wonder if we can get press passes or something like that to be like, yeah, you guys can set up here and record. That'd be cool. There's got to be a way I've seen. I've seen it at the Motor City Comic Con uh, that happens every summer in Metro Detroit, where uh, there is like uh, there are booths of like podcasts that are there uh, set up and they're like recording stuff. So I I feel like there's got to be a way to do that. Um, I,
1: I, yeah, I would love to. I also, I mean, I know we keep talking about it, but I really want to go to a film festival. And yeah. I recently listened to Development Hell with good old Josh Kornga, who we love. And they, he went to TIFF recently, mm-hmm. and they did an episode on some of the movies that were there, which was super fun. And there is one called When Evil Lurks. Have you heard of this film? The title sounds familiar. It sounds disturbing as fuck and i am living for it the poster sort of reminds me of um uh that movie i gave to you with the the on the farm and the elderly there you know the grown adult daughter and she's back there with like her dad is like dead um oh my god it's by the guy who did like blair witch like brian bertino Oh, not, shit.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, my God what the is, hell was that called? I keep want
1: to say, like, when darkness falls, and that's, yeah, that's not it. No. Um, Bertino, though, that is the director, right? That yeah, is the Yeah, yes, that's that's correct. Brian Bertino from The Strangers. The Dark and the Wicked. My God. The Dark just, and the like, Wicked. That's escaping it. me. And yeah, I really like that movie. But the that was poster's creepy. very similar. Like, I'm going to show it to you right now. So there's The Dark and the Wicked. Yeah. And then the poster for When Evil Lurks is that. Oh, yeah they have a very i mean i know it's red but it has just a similar creepy vibe but it's supposed to be incredibly depraved which i am so here for mm-hmm. and uh the guy who directed terrified which i don't think you've seen right
0: Mm-mm.
1: no it, no 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 okay yep and then there's also this movie called the um the contestant which is a documentary that i'm really it's not really horror but it's Sort of about like this reality show contestant, and it sounds amazing. And then also hell of a summer, which is like a s- fun little slasher coming out. Mm. And then there were some other ones. There's um one with Nicolas Cage where he like starts appearing in people's dreams. Do you know yeah, about this movie? Yeah, I've
0: seen the trailer for that dream scenario. Oh, okay. Yeah, it looks
1: crazy. I. It sounds really intriguing, and
0: I am here for. Yet. And uh, Ari Aster produced it. Yes. That's what I, I was like, oh, okay. And I was like, this has got a certain kind of vibe to it. And then I saw Ari Aster as one of the producers. And I'm like, there mm-hmm. it is. It feels sort of like something he'd be attached to. So that makes yeah. sense. So I'm pumped. I want to watch it. But go
1: listen to Development Hell, because it's a great episode. I mean, there's so many good episodes, but mm-hmm. that one in particular. I was like, oh my God, Toronto's really not that far away. No, it's not. It's only like... <laughs> Uh, four hours. Yeah, it's yeah. like closer than the Overlook Festival that we also really want to go to. I started looking at flights and hotels. Yeah, for next year. Yeah,
0: Toronto is uh, you know, it's like a four-hour drive. So yeah, really want to go. Yeah.
1: Also, someone sent me this little video of this place called the um the Haunted House Restaurant. It's mm-hmm. in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. Have you ever heard of this place? No. And it, like, is incredibly cool. They're just, like, playing, usually it looks like sort of fun horror movies around, like, so nothing like Saw or, you know, something like you can eat and watch, mm-hmm. like, something silly usually. And they like, give you, like, popcorn when you sit down, and everything's, like, horror-related, mm-hmm. and, you know, they they have, like, horror characters, like, walking around, like, Michael Myers will, like, come sit at your table and stuff, and it looks so fun. And that's, like, three hours away, so. Wait, what's it called again? <laughs> the haunted house restaurant
0: the haunted house restaurant
1: that sounds awesome it does sound awesome and i want to go field trip please yeah uh yeah i would i would fucking
0: love that um what have you watched this week jeremy um a couple things of note uh my wife and i went to the theaters uh, oh. and we saw a haunting in venice
1: Oh, Joan, I want to watch that,
0: yeah, it was kind of just a spur of the moment decision where we're like, "Let's go to the movies," and so we went and saw that. Um, I thought How it was, was it. I thought it was pretty good, not like amazing, but okay. good. You know, it's horror adjacent if you're into yeah. murder mystery. Agatha Christie, Agatha of course. Christie, sure, yeah, but it does have a strong supernatural undercurrent to it, okay. much more so than you know any of her other other adaptations I've seen. Um, and it's set on Halloween. So, uh, you know, right there, it's perfect for spooky season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've not seen the other Kenneth Branagh <laughs> Poirot movies. So uh, this is the only one I've seen thus far, but I liked it. So uh, we'll see uh, how I rank them. If I ever watched uh, death on the Nile or uh, murder on the Orient express. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it looks good. And then last night we hit, we did a little rewatch of uh, the cabin in the woods, which uh-huh. is one of our spooky time the uh, uh, usual watches for? Because your wife enjoys that film. Yes, she likes that one a lot. Okay. So. Okay. Uh, I and it still holds up. I think. I don't it? think it, okay. I don't think it ever gets old. It's still still a blast, especially once you get to that third act. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I can't mm-hmm. remember who it was. Someone recently told me they watched it for the first time and they didn't love it, but I don't mm-hmm. recall who it was. Obviously, probably not much of a horror person because mm-hmm. every horror person has seen that movie. Yeah, every horror person seen it. Not every, but, but like almost, like any true horror fan has seen that fucking movie.
0: Yeah, and most horror people are also like, uh and it was super cool, especially like you watch it to get to that like, you know. It's th- it's all about that third act when that uh all the craziness happens. You're like, "Yep, this is great." Yep, and I still just think the end
1: is fucking perfect. Yeah, it's phenomenal. So that's that's the one real surprising thing for me. And I just I wish I would have gone into it a hundred percent blind. Oh, you weren't the first time you saw it? Blind? Yeah. I mean, not to the like the trailer gives away more than I want it to. And this was uh, before I was not watching trailers. But like there's something it. there's certain elements in the trailer that you're like, oh. Hmm. You know, it isn't just a showing up to the cabin in the woods and there's like, you know sure things there's something larger at hand and i just yeah. wish
0: i wouldn't know that i don't think i saw any trailers for it i think oh, okay. i just i just heard about it and heard it was like it's really good if you want to see this it plays with tropes and blah blah blah. and i was just like okay and i went into it like not knowing like okay. at all when i saw it the first time i had no clue what this thing was going to be about so it totally took me by surprise that's what i remember about it yeah
1: but it's 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 a good one um i watch no one will save you On the Hulu.
0: Yeah, you and everyone else I follow on Letterboxd apparently watched this movie (laughs) on the same day. It's like everyone had a post about it.
1: Yeah, it's like a fun alien movie and sort Mm -hmm. of mixed with like home invasion. And the coolest thing about it is there are three spoken words in it. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) Which is crazy. I didn't even realize it until I started looking at reviews. It was just one of those things where it it didn't feel like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it didn't feel like, "Ooh, look what we're doing. We're not having any speaking." Yeah. Just, it just it didn't feel like that. So like when I read that, I was like, "Oh fuck, that's true." Like it yeah, it was really really cool. It wasn't cool. like hush, you know, like the episode yeah. of Buffy where it's like you realize, "Oh, I see what's happening here." Like that wasn't yeah. like the case. No,
0: it it just unfolded that way. Mhm. Mhm.
1: So I highly recommend it. I really liked it a lot. Um yeah. I, I, I think knowing it's about aliens and maybe that there's three words spoken into it because I've just said that is all you need to know. Cool. Um, for a good little a good little watch. But yeah, I, I so many of the reviews are like very similar to Prey. Like, why did you just dump this on a streaming service when you could have put it out in the theater? Um, but I mean, this day and age, I, I, I don't
0: know. Just because I mean, it
1: just starts streaming doesn't mean it's like a bad movie. Like, and just no. because it's in a theater doesn't mean it's a good movie.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, it gets dumped onto streaming when they're unsure that it's actually going to make money. That's what it is. Like, I'm sure, like, Prey, the Predator movies, I don't think, I think there was a, you know, decreasing returns on those every time a new predator related movie came out. I think they were doing worse and worse. And that's why they were like, let's put this on streaming because we're not sure it's actually going to make a lot of money. But they were fools because they probably could have made a ton of money. Uh, And I wonder if it's the same with this, where usually it's when something's like, we're going to put it out. We don't know how well it'll do Mm -hmm. straight to video market doesn't exist anymore. So we'll just put it on streaming. Yep, but definitely missed opportunity. But I mean, it
1: just makes it a little more readily available sooner. so. I'm yeah. all for it.
0: I'm up yeah, for, for it. that. Yeah. yeah, I'm
1: fucking for that. Shall we read some telegrams? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, I have a question though because yeah. I really want to start rewatching um I want to start rewatching Haunting of Hill House because I w- was talking about it with someone. Mm-hmm. And I remember that there is a trailer for House of Usher that came out. Have you watched it?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Oh, okay. I yet. did watch a couple trailers last week. I was just Whoa, like in the mood. You're,
0: you're breaking your I know. Your, they were like movies edict. that I
1: didn't really know. And so some of them I watched like half of the trailer. Okay. I was like, usually it's that second half where shit goes down. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But at this point, I can't even tell you what they were. So they weren't very good. Mm-hmm. So, okay. There you, go. There you yeah.
0: go. Yeah. I should finally jump on that series and finish Hill House. Because uh, I watched like half of it and never got around to finishing it. I think I talked uh, about this. My story was that I was watching it with my wife because she was interested in it, but it got way too scary for her. Mm, ghost mm-hmm. stuff is her like most scary thing, and it was getting way too intense for her. So uh-huh. I never uh, got around to finishing it. So I need to come back and watch that. You, oh God, you need to. It was my favorite series
1: ever. I was just suggesting it to someone and like pushing them, pushing them to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then they said something about horror movies and how they change after his brother killed himself. And then I was like, Oh, don't watch Hill House. You're like, you're like on <laughs> I'm s- like, second oh, thought. Oh boy. Yeah. Cause I, I forget that, that there definitely is trigger warning. Um, suicide is a major part of that, that particular show. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, let's not have you watch that. But God, I fucking love that show so much. It yeah. So, so good. Such a good series. All right. Let's read some Taragram. Okay. Let's go so i'll go first um because of lauren thank you so much for the the gifts lauren yes and lauren writes i remember loving frailty when i saw it and i need to revisit it it pops in my brain occasionally even after i forgot the twist i didn't realize it was bill paxton's directorial debut i missed mm-hmm. that dude i recently watched the bog i feel like you guys mentioned it in the past and how it almost never shows the monster Man, that movie, that movie. It was trying hard to be in scientific logic and knowledge, to bring scientific knowledge, logic, and knowledge into the monster's existence while also saying it makes no sense. I showed Tess Poltergeist tonight. It was fun to watch it with fresh adult eyes while occasionally needing to explain the nuances of the early 1980s, mainly the plot points of the television stations signing off over to Static. 100% true. Uh, Joe Beth Williams legit carries that movie. It feels over the top as a kid, but as an adult, her level of emotion is actually appropriate for a distressed parent, especially a mother. Tess likes it, but said it wasn't scary. I won't lie. I'm mad that the jester didn't bother her more damn teenagers. She wanted more investment into the dark entity that was trying to use Carol Ann. I told her that the sequel movie addresses this, but it's going to get weird. I mentioned it privately to Jeremy, but I also watched the mutilator originally called Mm -hmm. ball break. It was, it has a ridiculous theme song. It was 1984 and was filmed here in North Carolina. The acting, especially during certain dying scenes, is over the top, but the practical effects were quite good. The premise is straightforward, but it kept my attention enough during the kill scenes to use it as a background noise during a late night crafting session. I made MJ watch a couple of death scenes, and he fled the room shortly after. Sometimes I like to test the strength of our relationship. Thank you so much, Lauren. Yeah, I don't know the bog. You know the
0: bog? No, I don't know the bog either. So I'm like maybe she had a uh what do you call that premonition no yeah maybe a premonition (laughs) or no 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 i was gonna say what's it called the uh the berenstein bears thing where
1: oh yeah our alternate universe the uh, mandela effect
0: the mandela effect maybe she had a mandela effect
1: so i see a movie called bog yeah that's it 1979 oh okay that's That's the one she's talking about because i just looked it up it's wacky yeah dynamite fishing Wait, Waken's dynamite like- fishing in a rural swamp revives a prehistoric gill monster that must have the blood of human females in order to survive. I thought I remembered seeing that on In Search of Darkness, but it wouldn't have been if it's 1979.
0: Yeah, no, it's, I think there's similar movies, obviously. Okay. Although but- it says
1: release date 1984.
0: Ooh, yeah, maybe they did so talk about it. I think it is on, on In Search of
1: Darkness, I think the third one. Because yeah. this sounds familiar, the fact that it ate, like went after women.
0: Yeah, maybe we talked about its appearance in in search of darkness i don't know
1: the poster
0: is kind of fun i like the poster but now i'm probably gonna watch it so. uh, yeah it seems right <laughs> up your fucking alley for yeah sure. so now i probably will watch it but i don't know maybe it was a mandela effect maybe a premonition <laughs> <I didn't notice. laughs>
1: and yeah bill paxton i miss bill paxton
0: yeah yeah bill paxton was great you know and i echo
1: everything lauren said about poltergeist because when i watched it with my nieces they felt the same way they did not find it scary they liked it but they wanted to know why, and you know, all of these questions that I love that the first film doesn't get into.
0: Yeah, it's like, and that shocks me because I'm like, I can think about it and it gives me the willies. Like, Poltergeist is still terrifying to me. Like, and I, anytime I watch it, it's like, it's, I guess it's just the perfect example of that. Um, I don't know the differences in generations. I'm sure they could watch some movie that's more current that I think is stupid and not scary at all. And they'd be like, that was so scary. Totally. Like, like the I,
1: remake of Poltergeist.
0: Yes, exactly. No, I think I gave the prime example where um, uh, it was back during the pandemic uh, and my wife had to teach via zoom uh, and she was somehow they were talking about like horror movies or something or other. But I just remember an example being a one student mentioning how the original Shining is not scary. And they thought the effects were cheesy and hokey, but they said Dr. Sleep was so scary and talked about a couple of scenes where I was like, well, those were the parts I thought were stupid because they looked like, sorry to be so harsh, Mike Flanagan, but the overall movie's good. But some of the effects are very clearly CGI. And that mm-hmm. to me looks like a cartoon. And that does not scare me at all when there's a CGI effect. Uh, but they were talking about how scary some of those CGI effects were. And I'm like, okay, it's, it's the difference in what you were raised on, like what you're used to seeing. So like, yeah, Apparently, practical effects are not scary <laughs> to younger generations the way they would be to us mm-hmm. and CGI to them is like that's so real and we're like it looks like a cartoon what are you talking about so yeah, yeah it was, that's it it's an interesting um, phenomenon if it you is will. it's fascinating
1: isn't it and so the mutilator I always get mixed up with it's a similar slasher but there's like a soldier that's like killing people that's the prowler I always get it mixed up with the Prowler. So I'm always like, oh, I've seen it. But the mutilator is the one where it starts off where the kid accidentally like shoots like a parent, right? Yeah, something then like that. And it's like something comes, he like comes back later, like when he's older, and then someone starts killing and you don't know if it's like his dad or yeah. him or whatever.
0: Yeah, have you the, seen Pro- it? the Prowler. I've not seen the Mutilator. I have seen the Prowler. The Prowler is the one where it's like the guy went off to war and it's yes. supposedly he got killed. And it's a decent
1: movie. It's like rarely watched, but there's like some good kills and stuff. Yeah, the
0: Prowler has Tom Savini special yes, effects and like yes, a really that's early. Like, yeah, yeah, yep. Uh, but the Mutilator. Yeah, Lauren had messaged me about it, knowing my love of slasher movies, of course, uh, to see if I'd seen it. And I've not seen the Mutilator. I've just heard about it a lot, uh, being a. Uh, what do you call it an underseen slasher where there's a certain contingent of slasher fans that are like it's a lost masterpiece but i think most people are like nah it's not like a great movie but it's a fun footnote in the uh, slasher genre subgenre yeah we gotta watch that yeah i want to check it out i started i know lorna
1: talked about it and i think i think it was lorna and i think a couple others i started watching the angry black girl and her monster or whatever last night but i was so tired that i just like fell right asleep like five minutes in but it was great Mm. the first five minutes were fantastic (laughs) there you go (laughs) (laughs) well lauren thank you for writing in i'm definitely we will have to check out the mutilator
0: and bog bog. cool um all right so uh our next message from teacher drew and teacher drew says, good morning guys. It's always a pleasure to listen to your episodes. I felt the need to chime in with my Mount Rushmore of directors. I would include Sam Raimi, James Wan, Mike Flanagan, and Wes Craven. Though like Jeremy, I could probably add many more recently. I came across the most insane movie. Please tell me you've seen found from 2012 uh, and give me some feedback. I need to hear your take on this movie. I'm off to my local AMC to see it lives inside. I'll let you know if it's worth the watch in the meantime, stay happy, stay healthy, stay you teacher, Drew and Phoenix. I looked up found and I was like, I remember you talked about this.
1: I did. Cause I have seen it. And I, cause I, it's, this is a weird story. When I went to rehab, they had like stacks and stacks of DVDs, like not in cases. Mm-hmm. And I just remember going through and I like took a few of them that were like horror movies because they were just like collecting dust. Like no one watched them. They were just like hanging out in these like giant, like almost like those CD cases. It's like a horrible thing. I went to rehab and I like stole DVDs. Like that's, that's at the start to good behavior.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs> what,
1: what's that about? Come on. But you know what? And, and i all well, not in fairness, but I had been like, I'm going to go home and like we had tons of DVDs. I was like, I'm going to like ship them to them, like give them some, although it's probably all like way too gay stuff but um but then like when i was leaving i asked them and they were like oh no we don't like accept like donations anymore i'm like then how did you get all these random dvds so yeah. like my 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 inclination was was good but then like it just didn't pan out like i wanted it to uh-huh. but i did take found and and lo and behold the dvd was all fucked up anyway and i couldn't watch it. <laughs> okay but then years later like i don't know in the past like three or four years i watched it Maybe even more recent than that. And it's this, like, fucked up movie about this little kid who finds, like, a decapitated head in, like, his brother's room. Mm -hmm. And then, like, sort of finds out that his brother is, like, a serial killer. Yeah. And it's all fucked up. The weirdest thing, and I think this is what I talked about, is, like, within the movie, they're watching a movie, like, a really violent horror film about, like, a guy who kills women. Yep. And, like, that movie is... An actual movie. Yeah, they
0: now made it into a movie. I was reading that online where they like so weird. They went and decided to make that as its own movie.
1: And while found is definitely kind of fucked up in this day and age, and with the things I have seen, yeah, it it wasn't like oh my fucking god. It is definitely not something I'm going to show to my nieces. You Mm -hmm. know, yeah, (laughs) it's like it definitely is. It's you know if gore bothers you if you know violence towards women bothers you it's definitely not something you want to watch uh but but i didn't love it and i didn't hate it i'm curious if it's on my letterbox i'm that will show me how recently i watched it what else do you know of it
0: uh that's all i remember is you explaining it from i think when we first started for some reason it stuck in my head because i remember you talking about the killer uh in this is like dude in a gas mask um that stuck in my head and uh and then when i was looking online i was like oh yeah this movie is very polarizing as as my favorite word where i saw like people either like it or hate it and it's all based on like oh my god this is so fucked up i love it or it's like man this is so messed up i don't want to watch this (laughs) so yeah teacher
1: drew gave it three stars i think i probably in my mind, because I don't have it on Letterboxd, so it's definitely pre-COVID when I watched it. But mm-hmm. I think that I probably would have given it like a two and a half. Mm-hmm. But so. yeah, it's, it's worth checking out, if, especially if you kind of like kind of messed up stuff. It's, yeah. it's one to seek out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, thanks, Teacher Drew. We love hearing from you. Was there anything else in there that I missed? Found was the big thing. Oh, uh, It Lives Inside. Yeah, he's going to see It Lives Inside. Joey over at Only Slightly Opinionated, who mm-hmm. you should all check out the podcast because they might have some special guests on soon that are pretty cool, <laughs> hey, Some cool, guests. Some
0: real cool boys are coming over there. <laughs> but Joey
1: went to see it and said it was not good and does not get his scare of approval, which Whoa. she kind of loved when someone uses our lingo i mean yeah thank that, you that makes yeah. you feel pretty cool <laughs> that's right we feel we feel cool yeah so that's because uh, i remember hearing the trailer when we went to go see something recently they played it mm-hmm. and i like the idea because it's sort of like a different culture and everything. oh it's that
0: one yes that's okay out. i keep out trying to be weekend, like like what movie is that and i was like oh that's it we've seen the trailer like a hundred times now because <laughs> 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 we went to the theaters enough to uh keep catching that yeah but
1: i closed my eyes and left my ears open so it looked interesting but joey did not like it so okay
0: it looks sort of like it's been done yeah is the feeling i got and uh uh yeah and it's one of those things too when a when a movie's trailer feels like it's been out forever (laughs) usually that tells me like okay they're trying to build hype for something that they're afraid is not going to uh make a big impact when it comes out so yeah sometimes that's a warning sign (laughs) it feels like when are they going to release this damn thing already so yeah sort of like sort of like how morbius felt like it was years of that my god
1: and that's probably because i didn't care (laughs) about that so i did watch the trailer but my Atlanta I felt I saw that so many GD times yes so <laughs> oh, yeah that's not good Yeah. Uh, so yeah it lives inside boo my husband right now is downstairs watching the exorcist on a Sunday morning I said that's not the right time to watch it he said maybe that's the perfect time to watch it. <laughs> I was gonna
0: say I think it is a perfect time Sunday Sunday morning service with the exorcist
1: because their episode, which drops tomorrow, which will already be out by the time everyone's listening to this, they are doing Ellen Burstyn for their nice. funny lady uh, over on Three Funny Ladies. Go check out that podcast. Cool. And so they are doing Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, which is a fabulous movie, but I haven't watched it in a million years. And mm-hmm. The Exorcist, because you know that's a real, real knee slapper. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I don't know if you go if you go by uh, Beetlejuice uh which is, i've seen the exorcist 167 times and it keeps getting funnier every time i see it so there you go
1: <laughs> but i'm excited to see it on the big screen and the extended director's one because he's watching just the regular old one cool yeah uh but yeah i'm really excited I, we i think we have a group right now of like eight or nine people going to see the exorcist on october 1st so yeah, hell yeah i'm fucking excited cool and then also, I think, I can't remember, I think it's MJR's. They're putting out other horror movies. It's called like the rewind series. Like they're bringing back like scream and something else. Um, mm-hmm. I'll look it up. You talk about some news. Cause I know there's at least one thing that I'm There's sure one
0: thing about. that I know of that toxic Avenger premieres. Yes. I knew you uh, were going to say that just this uh, Friday, Thursday. I don't know what's today. It premiered on, come on, I'm trying to look at my calendar here, this past Thursday uh, at Fantastic Fest. Uh, and it's getting generally positive reviews. It has like an 80-something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So that's uh, that's nothing to laugh at. So no. apparently uh, it's fun. And the main, one of the things I'm seeing is uh, on Letterboxd, like user reviews that were there and saw it. They keep talking about the punk rock vibe it has, and I'm like, there you go. That's the energy you need to bring to it a trauma, like yeah. a trauma property. It's got to be punk rock. Like that's that's what you need. So cool. I can't wait to watch it. Fuck yeah!
1: Yeah, the pictures look really cool.
0: And uh, I saw a. Uh, uh, I follow Letterboxd on social media, and I love that they do. They go to these premieres and they do like interviews <laughs> with like filmmakers and people involved with movies, uh, and they uh, they'll ask like, "What are your top four? And they caught Megan Blair, uh, the director, writer, director of this new toxic Avenger and someone we love on this podcast. Love him for his acting and directing contributions. Uh, but he said his number one movie is the movie repo man from the, oh. uh, eighties, which is a, which is a punk rock, uh, you know, cult classic from the eighties. Uh, and he said it, if you see his toxic Avenger, it's very obvious that repo man was a big influence on it. and i huh. love i love repo man that's a favorite of mine so i'm like cool can't wait to see this toxic adventure then yeah i'm really pumped for Do it. you know that one repo man did no. you, have you ever seen that it's mm-hmm. uh it's emilio estevez and like maybe his first starring role ever oh he was so cute
1: baby estevez. yeah
0: yeah baby estevez um it's got a bunch of like character actors in it uh he becomes a repo man you know repoing cars um And there's like a science fiction because there's this car that has a special cargo that the government's after and they accidentally end up with it. So it's got this like science fiction element, but it's also very punk rock because it's set in L.A. in the 80s. So there's like a gang of punk rockers running around causing trouble. It has a really awesome soundtrack with the circle jerks and suicidal tendencies and all these old (laughs) punk rock bands from L.A. in the 80s. So it's a it's worth checking out. Huh. I've thought about doing it on here. I think it's sort of a Jace Enough as a genre film. Um, they actually play a clip of it in Halloween 2018. There's a scene where somebody's watching a movie on TV and it's Repo Man. So, oh, okay. Yep. Have you seen
1: the movie The New Kids? No. What's that? Sean Cunningham directed it. Oh, huh. And it is from the 80s. I remember that. I bet you've seen this box at like the video store. Yeah, as a kid. that looks familiar. Lori Laughlin from Full House and you know who bribed schools to like take her kids, right? Yes, Isn't yeah. she one of them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she's in it, and so is James Spader. Whoa, young Spader, other, yeah, young baby Spader. And then Eric Stoltz is in it. Oh, of course, um, Eric Stoltz Tom was Atkins. in everything back in the day. Yeah, Tom
0: Atkins, cool.
1: Yeah, so. But, I mean, it, I think it is sometimes listed under horror, but it's really like this brother and sister show up to this town and they're terrorized by a local street
0: gang. Oh, okay. I,
1: I think I started watching. I didn't make it very far, but I've always been curious if it's worth checking out. Cool. But, yeah. Um, And then, I, while you were doing that, I was looking up a couple things. My husband had sent me over, because I know he's watching The Exorcist right now, but there is this musical called Exorcistic, which oh. I don't... It's. But it's like a rock horror musical of The Exorcist, hmm. and it's playing in New York City the month of October. And I'm so sad I can't see it. They always have like a a reoccurring like um, special guest star on it, which mm-hmm. Marissa Marissa Jarrett winnaker is like the most popular one on there that I know of. But I want to see it so badly. Cool. Uh, and then the horror rewind that I was talking about at MJR. From September 29th through October 5th, they're showing The Shining. Whoa. Then they're showing Hotel Transylvania, the original Adam's Family movie, Adam's Family, the cartoon, Goosebumps, Scream, Casper, It, Part One, Chapter One. They're showing Halloween, October 27th through November 2nd, The OG. Whoa. Which would be fun. I've never seen that in a theater.
0: Yeah, me neither.
1: And then The Corpse Bride, also cool. October 27th through November 2nd. So Halloween and The Shining seem like fun ones to go see
0: yeah it's like everyone's pulling out all the stops for halloween this year like amc uh you know the cable channel they've always been famous of course like i spent my whole childhood watching uh it used to be called monster fest and now they call it fear fest where through the entire month of october all of their programming is just like horror movies all month um but they've expanded it this year to bigger than it's ever been because like for many years it kept dwindling down to it's like it's the last two weeks of october then they started pushing it back to being the whole month. And now it starts like this weekend. Uh, awesome. Like they pushed it out into September. They also changed it up where because Shutter is owned by AMC. Uh, mm-hmm. And they actually gave the curation over to the staff of Shutter this year, so it's that called, is awesome. It's called like Fear Fest Shutter Takeover or something like that this year. So nice. There's gonna be your usual like the Halloween series in its entirety, like playing, but also they're gonna throw in some of Shutter's like picks. And um, this is like the first time they're doing the programming where like. Uh, stuff's going to play on the shutter streaming, you know, their live streaming channel AMC plus, uh, if you have that, that's also got a live streaming channel where shutter is taking that over. So it's like, it's a huge event. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. Finally really blowing it up. So.
1: I almost wish this sh- because Shudder, if you do have it, there are like three live channels where they show movies on them, and they sometimes have a theme, but then sometimes it says like it's the Gula Log, which is like you know mm-hmm. like a the the fire that you could put yeah, on like, but it's like just a, a jack o' lantern, which, which is a jack o' lantern. But it's, is, we'll say that, but it's now just movies, so like they don't keep up with that very very well. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. But I wish it was like that, um, cinema cathode or whatever it was called that Alison McGraw, oh, yeah. our previous guest, I wish it was like that. And I wish they showed movies that aren't on shutter, like mm-hmm. that you can't find so that you would sort of be more inclined to watch the live channel because yeah. it was stuff you couldn't just go watch on shutter right away. Like it was stuff that's not on there anymore or it's stuff that's coming up like that. There was some sort of extra reason to watch the live thing
0: yeah it's like uh on pluto they do that sometimes pluto tv where i know like if you go on there they also have on demand where you can watch most of the you can you know just stream a lot of the movies that are playing on its channels but not all of them are available there some of them you have to be watching the the actual stream uh you know the cast of it at the time it's on because uh streaming rights are weird so sometimes you can get the rights to have it live on your platform but other times you're like nope i only have broadcast rights so we can only play it like at certain times and that's how you have to catch it so i wonder if they could do that some yeah yeah some right. stuff that they can't have live on the uh this channel That'd and some cool. other
1: people might th- like hear that idea and be like that's ridiculous like if i'm able to catch on there i should be able to go start it from the beginning on the service
0: itself yeah but, but i don't know. You know i just think there would be something fun of that like a, could like be a, a cool film event. festival you know yeah because like- you make it a, an event as long as you advertise for it and say watch at this time on the channel and i think that's some of what they're doing with the um the amc thing okay where there will be stuff that's playing only like there are certain events that are going to be playing on uh you know the amc plus or the shutter channel so cool cool yeah. cool, cool excellent.
1: Well, thanks, everyone. If you want to write to us, scaringasharing at gmail.com or follow us on Insta, scaringasharing. All one word, smash it together. So let's share our movies with each other. Yeah. So I share with you first a movie you've not seen before, right? Or do I go first? I think I'm first. Oh, I went first last week. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, I go first. Yes, please. You go first.
0: But that's what we do. We share a movie with the other person that they've not seen mm-hmm. and uh, that's what we do um and this week my pick for you uh this just i happened to be a catch the sun television for a split second not that long ago and i was like oh, i should do this movie this would be fun and i am assigning you critters oh funny i've always wanted to see it mm-hmm. i know i mean the poster
1: there's like a critter walking around like uh, to me it always sort of seems like a demented porcupine
0: yeah, I, I think, think it's one of the in, most yeah. iconic video cases ever in the really? video store. Yeah, like just that post, it like lives in my brain of going to the video store and seeing the videotape of critters with just that critter yeah, on the box. That critter yep. like,
1: hey, what's up, I'm a critter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think they roll into like little balls and they like roll around. I don't know. It's, I think D Wallace is in it, I want to say. And I think that that's like a family, and I think that they're like the main focus, and they're terrorized. I'm going to say a single mom with a son and um and a daughter. I'm just like saying like it's e t now, but <laughs> that's what I'm going with. a family terrorized by these little porcupine monsters that come from space. There you go, yeah, Cool. And I'm going to give you terrified
0: terrified okay cool um i know a little bit about this if it's the movie i think it is because i saw a clip of it in the top horror movie moments that shutter mm. had done not that long ago so i know okay. it's like a i think it's spanish language um and yeah it's it's kind of a zombie movie i think if i remember what they were talking about or it has to do with the yeah, um i remember now yeah that,
1: that clip that they show mm-hmm. yep
0: so but i've i've heard this was a movie like i remember when it came out to be blunt i was like not interested because the poster is like really like tacky for it or like hokey it looks like immensely silly so i thought this was like a cheapo sort of like straight to videos kind of thing um But, you know, over the years, I've seen it pop up in lists and be talked about as like a great modern horror flick. But I think it's like funny, like darkly humorous. So uh, which is definitely my my jam. Um, Like the clips, from what I remember, it kind of gave me a vibe of have you ever heard of the movie Cemetery Man? Mm -hmm. It kind of gave me a vibe similar to that. That one's an Italian, like very dark comedy uh horror movie so uh yeah it kind of gave me a vibe like that so i'm interested to see this um and i love zombies and the undead so all right well let's watch them and talk about them cool
1: said, don't you blame the movies movies don't create psychos movies make psychos more creative <laughs>
0: All right, so now we get to the movies in this half. If you've been listening, you already know that. But for the newcomers, this is how it works.
1: That's right. And if you don't want to hear about Critters, then you can look in the podcast notes
0: and skip on over to Terrified. All right, so there you have it. First up is Critters from 1986. Uh, The tagline on Letterboxd is, they eat so fast, you don't have time to scream. (laughs) That's (laughs) good. That's good that's fun uh and the uh description is a massive ball of furry creatures from another world eat their way through a small midwestern town followed by intergalactic bounty hunters opposed only by militant townspeople
1: yeah it's fun i'm so glad d wallace wasn't it that i was correct there yes because i love her so motherfucking much and she's so good in this movie
0: Oh, she's excellent. I mean she's
1: always good.
0: She's always good. And really, I'm like, she is she is horror fandom's mom. Yes. Like that's ultimately like because she's played so many great, you know, she was typecast as the mom, but she does it so well and so compellingly. Like I love every role she's in in that role. So
1: yeah, and she starts off sort of not being, like, a particularly strong character. Like, the family sort of ignores her. And then she mm-hmm. sort of, like, gets to kick some ass as
0: we go through. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But, yeah, this is just, like, it feels like uh, like a Gremlins ripoff, right? huh Like, PG-13. Because, wait, Gremlins created PG-13? Like, PG-13 didn't exist, but Gremlins sort of... We were just talking about this.
0: Yeah, a- I think... I think that is, uh, yeah, on our guest uh, episode we just did (laughs) elsewhere. Y'all will hear about that soon enough. Uh Um, But yeah, uh, Gremlins. I think it was Gremlins. I don't know. There's like another movie. Poltergeist is another movie they claim caused it. So I think there was a few movies that came out in the early 80s that kind of caused them to be like, they were rated PG and they're like, we need another rating because these aren't quite R-rated movies, but they're definitely too much for like little kids to be seeing. So there needs to be another level in there.
1: Yeah, but it's like these space creatures, which I'm less about that than I am with gremlins, where it's like this cute little thing that comes in like a box and mm-hmm. then like turns into other things. Like, you know me, I'm less into spacey things. So like all of that beginning stuff, I'm just like, sort of like, oh my God, get me to earth where like the monsters are like killing people. Yeah. Because I just don't care about space unless it's like a very realistic space, like alien or aliens, mm-hmm. you know, like those feel like we literally are up in space as opposed to here where it's like. Like, Ooh, look at these weird futuristic creatures. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I just don't get into that.
0: No. And it's like, I do love science fiction, but in a movie like this, it feels like too much world building for like no payoff where they're like, all right. So there's this intergalactic space prison and we got bounty hunters and this and that. And you're (laughs) like, but all of it really, it doesn't, doesn't, none of it enhances the story. It's all just extra stuff.
1: Setting up the bounty hunters, but I feel like you don't even need all that to get to the bounty hunters which yeah, are exactly. fine, you know
0: yeah the bounty hunters are fun but they got like there's a little too much thrown in there where you're like you could have dialed it back and explained less and it still would have worked yes yeah, um, yeah.
1: totally so in the beginning I'm just like oh no I didn't realize and I, I figured they came from space but I just didn't figure we were going to have to be like up in space like establishing this world building <laughs> yeah. but then like you get down to earth and it just is like you're all American farmland you know mm-hmm. a typical fan family you know a, a mom and dad a, an older sister and a little brother which is how my household was the, and the uh i totally uh, thought the daughter was justine bateman but it's
0: nice. oh Someone oh else i was gonna say and the daughter is dating billy zane oh, so you know oh
1: my god baby zane he's so hot these early days in particular oh my god he's just so dreamy and like um yeah like in demon night oh god Billy Zane right he's in demon night I'm not crazy yeah yeah okay. he's the bad
0: guy he was the bad yeah, guy and, oh my god he's so hot and I'm His sure voice. you you see this movie too and you're like there he is still wearing the hairpiece that he would always wear <laughs> for roles because he oh, went wait, bald. Is he bald even here he went bald young. Like oh he started God. losing his hair pretty young. So he always wore uh, hair pieces in movies. But Demon Knight was the first movie he didn't. He decided to start shaving his head. Good for him. And the oh casting, yeah,
1: I remember you talking about that now. Yeah, the
0: casting director was like, no, that works, leave it. So that's when he oh just God, decided to always do that. On a job interview
1: when I was 23 to this restaurant I worked at in Cody, Wyoming after I moved home from Chicago. And the guy was like, oh wow, you're already losing your hair. And like I knew my hair was thin, but like I didn't realize I was already 23. Uh, But then I didn't shave it until like two years ago and I'm like such freedom in having my head shaved. I know. You look good. Oh my God. Stop.
0: Yeah. It's a great, it's a great look.
1: (laughs) But yeah. So like Billy Zane is so fucking hot. Um, and yeah and then you just sort of meet this family and you know get into their life and it's like their lives aren't perfect but they're pretty perfect like you know they're yeah. they're pretty much like all american typical See, things western to town sick, yep. just like i used to do as a kid so i could watch horror movies and then you know there's you meet all these characters including lynn shea who i i knew i saw her name in the opening <laughs> credits but yeah. i almost didn't recognize her because she just has she looks so different
0: yeah she's done up as like the secretary at the police station because she's more of a
1: character role like i mean i I don't look at her part in the insidious movies as a character role like it is but she's playing it very straight and here it's much more that like character role sort of vibe where it's It's a flavor wide-eyed and yes there's much more flavor to it and i just thought she was so funny i dug her
0: Oh yeah, she's hilarious. Her little back and forth with the uh, the cop that goes missing—slight spoilers, sorry guys. But yeah, but it's it, critters. Who cares? It's, it's critters. It's like forty years old. Yep, it's uh, who is uh, uh, the character Neelix from Star Trek Voyager for my Star Trek fans out there. Of that course, was that cop. I yeah. knew
1: that. Yeah, obviously. No,
0: so,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and that, but okay, like I think Billy Zane's hot, but there's someone much hotter in this movie
0: is it the lead
1: bounty hunter yes terrence fucking man oh my god he's like a in some like susie over on it's um over on uh three funny ladies my husband's podcast she fucking loves tim curry so 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 much i feel like he's a sexier tim curry i would never say that to her because she would not agree that anyone could be sexier but like uh, you know what i'm crazy she thinks that the guy who plays um snape is the super sexy one what's his name Alan Rickman. Yeah, she loves him. But I think she also really loves Tim Curry. But mm-hmm. I, I
0: feel like Terrence Mann has a, a Tim Curry-esque look. Yeah, he he's does. he's hotter. He's so hot. Yeah, and he's, uh, I mean, apparently he was in every Critters movie. Uh, so, is he? Yeah, he does oh, all wow. four of them uh, as the same character. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it for his claim to fame. I think he was a stage actor mostly is what I saw yes, online. Yes, he's definitely so. in
1: the original Cats.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, and is that's he? how
1: I knew... Yeah. I th- Okay. He's in the original Cats. Yeah, when I saw his name, I'm like, oh, theater. Like, I, I definitely, he's like a mm-hmm. British actor. Reminds me of theater, for sure. Um, and wait, there's a Critters movie that has Leonardo DiCaprio, right? Critters 3.
0: Critters 3. Child Leonardo DiCaprio, even. He's a little Baby boy in that. Yeah, when he was a child actor, so.
1: So, yeah, so... You know, if you haven't seen this, whatever, we sort of set it up. But like these little critters, these little round, fuzzy ball porcupine things like end up mm-hmm. coming to Earth and they're they're like puppeteering's pretty cool. Like they're yeah. kind of cute. They have like crazy teeth, but like they're kind of adorable. And then they turn into like balls and like roll around <laughs> and attack <laughs> like, you. Yep. Yeah. And attack you. So I think they're fun, though. I like I like the little balls. It's definitely much more successful than Ghoulies.
0: Yes. But I it's think in it,
1: a similar vibe,
0: right? Yeah, like like yeah, you could play this easily in a double feature with Ghoulies and be like, they're pretty on par with each other. I think this is a slightly better movie <laughs> than Ghoulies is. Yeah. If you're uh, gonna
1: watch this with like if you're gonna pair some of the Gremlins, I'd rather pair
0: this than Ghoulies. Yeah, this than Ghoulies or Ghoulies 2. Uh, that's also, a be- better oh, movie oh, than yes. the first oh, Ghoulies. Ghoulies 2 so. is so good. Yeah.
1: And while like you get to know the family and you enjoy them and stuff, like I don't I feel like the
0: character building in Gremlins is much stronger. Absolutely. Like that's the thing too. I was looking it up online to see if I could get any info, but so you had Gremlins and then you had a wave of like people just call them Gremlins ripoffs. So you have like the Ghoulie series, this one critters series, there's Hobgoblins, uh, Troll. There's like a you know few other movies that get lumped in as those were ripoffs of Gremlins, but like all of them. Like Ghoulies was written at the the script already existed, like before Gremlins came out. I think it might be the same thing with this movie, where I wonder, you know, it's a little unfair to say they're ripoffs, but maybe Gremlins coming out and being a hit made these movies actually happen finally, where people are like, we need more like this. Oh, look at this script. It's got little monsters in it. Cool, make it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it is kind of funny that Gremlins was a hit and then it set off this wave of seeming imitator movies with little monsters wreaking havoc. Yeah,
1: because I mean even Gremlins while it it feels the first of its kind. I mean, it's like little demons like running around, which is not yeah. not anything new. It just took a, a which certain is, formula.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which has been done before. I mean, Don't Don't Be Afraid of the Dark in the 70s predates totally. Gremlins and that's got the same thing going on. So, yeah
1: which is one of my husband's favorite favorite horror films oh don't be afraid of the dark yeah but we were putting together his top 10 because it was very different like he could only think of like six horror movies that he would put in his top 10
0: oh that was one of them that
1: was one of them yeah it's
0: very creepy um because you
1: see so much less than the remake and it's so much more successful
0: and what you do see is scarier because i remember it really uh freaking me out as a kid don't be afraid of the dark the original but i also remember this freaking me out as a kid i saw cringles really? as, a, as a little guy uh and it stuck with me for a long time like i remember watching it on tv with my cousin uh and we were like this is so scary and it stuck that with me for, so funny for years before i found out what this movie was but it, mind you i was like I was probably like five or six. So, yeah. you know, very young. So this is this is good enough to scare the kids. Like, I, what I remember is the big critter at the end when the one grows really big. That was so freaking scary.
1: <laughs> Which you don't see a whole lot of, and it's definitely the one from the poster. Yes. But, like, the littler ones you see much, much more of.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, you see, and you, you're like, oh, the bunny, <laughs> the budget went to make that big one, and they could only show it real quick, probably, because they, uh... I'm sure they didn't have uh, much time with it.
1: And early on, one of the critters like eats like a uh, like an explosive, but it doesn't explode. It just like falls over and dies.
0: <laughs> it just falls over dead. Like why didn't you explode it? Uh, like, I also like opportunity. the opportunity. I like the one they have their language too that's subtitled. Oh, my like- God,
1: I love the subtitles.
0: Yeah, that moment when it's just like fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I th- I'm so glad the subtitles because they have a weird little language, but I love that the subtitles like you that we have them i think that yep. it,
0: so you know what they're saying a, an
1: element of humor and it's mm-hmm. cute and yeah th- i feel like they don't have real distinct personalities that separate mm-hmm. one from another
0: no they're all just kind of the same thing yeah
1: so like i feel like that could have also been something they could have done to just elevate it a little bit mm-hmm. like it, once again just comparing it because i can't help not to but comparing it with gremlins that even though they don't all have different personalities until you get to like part two of gremlins there's definitely a few of them that have very distinct personalities like yeah. spike or slash or whatever the fuck that one's name is uh, uh stripe stripe yes and the whole mandela effect that some people remembered as spike yep which is but it's not, not. right no um And while I think it's fine as a PG-13 because I think more kids could see it and it's a little more family friendly. It doesn't, the gore isn't too crazy. None of it, nothing's too wild with it. I would have liked to see a gorier version.
0: Yeah. Do you know if any of them are rated R? I'm looking. No, I don't think so. I think two is like slightly gorier or crazier, but I don't know if any of them are rated R
1: i also the poster for critters Two with all of them all lumped together is yeah, also very cool yeah
0: yeah because i remember in two there's like i think people get like eaten alive in two if i remember uh but that's like as that's that's where they up it like three and four three is in a like apartment building in like a high rise uh and then four is the one like it it feels weird to say they go to space cuz they started in space in the series but 4 is the one that's like set entirely in outer space. So. And what about 5, Critters Attack? Oh yeah, I forgot. There's a fifth one too. Critters Attack um I don't know a lot about. I know it was like a somebody was it was was it like Dread Central or something? I think Ooh, it one does of the not like have good ratings. It doesn't have good reviews uh cuz it was done like a couple in years. It? Yeah, she came back. Um, I think if I remember, it was originally supposed to be like a web series and then they just like crammed all the episodes together and turned it (laughs) into a movie.
1: The first trivia says that Critters Attack from 2019 is the first Critters film to be rated R. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. So all the others were PG-13. That looks real rough. And was there a TV
0: show too? I think it's somehow Critters Attack is tied into like an attempted television series that I don't think actually happened
1: critters a new binge eight episodes
0: oh there you go maybe it did happen in in 2019
1: so maybe they were linked yeah i think they were because yeah it's oh it looks not good either
0: (laughs) it was done like independently like i think kickstarter funded oh boy
1: oh and the, the funniest inside well whatever sort of meta well i don't know what you would call it exactly but when the critter eats the the stuffed et
0: oh yeah Because D. Wallace, because of D. Wallace, yep. So,
1: and there's a great explosion at the end. Spoiler alert! But Mm. there's a great explosion, and then some cool effects also. Like I feel like there are some decent effects in this. Like even early on, when like the one of the bounty hunters' like faces is like melting, it looks cool. Oh
0: yeah, this movie's got a lot of effects that make it feel bigger. And it really mm-hmm. is where you're like, OK, this feels like a bigger budget movie than I'm sure it actually was. They were just able to get some real cool effects work in there. And I liked
1: the idea that the bounty hunters were lovers. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I like that Johnny yeah. Steele song. Yeah. Yeah, that was good, too. And it's directed by Stephen Herrick, who directed Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, which is one oh, of my childhood oh. faves.
0: I remember that oh, one. I lo- you don't remember it? No, I do remember it. Oh, OK. Just, just oh, I vaguely. Love it. Yeah, I I remember so much. I don't remember it enough to like tell you what really happened in the movie, but I remember that being a uh, a daytime TV like you know constant as a kid. Oh yeah, and
1: Christina Applegate, Mm, she is so good. I love her. Oh,
0: he also directed Bill and Ted's
1: Excellent Adventure. Oh, which I need to see someday. Which I also love, and the Mighty Ducks. Oh my god, I loved the Mighty Ducks as a kid. Holy crap. I don't know that I, like if I watch it, I don't know that I, like how some of those movies you saw a lot as a kid, you're like, oh yeah, I remember this and this, and I can say lines, I have a lot of those. But yeah. I don't think Mighty Ducks, I don't think I'd
0: be able to, I don't think I'd remember anything. No, me it. either. I just remember the second one. Oh really, more? More, yeah, where they play the team from Iceland. That's oh. all I remember about it. Oh boy. Yep. Um,
1: but yeah, I think this is a, it's a fun little film. I, again, like just because I... Can't help but compare them. It's so much better than the first Ghoulies, but much more in line with Ghoulies, too. Yeah. Like, just in regards to the fun and the characters and things like that.
0: Yeah, Um, it's goofy and simple.
1: Yeah, goofy, simple. I just, you know, I could deal with some better characterization. I could deal with some more gore that, to me, would raise it up Mm -hmm. to a different level.
0: Especially being an '80s flick, because I think we get kind of used to like '80s horror movies usually are like over the top, crazy, goopy gore, and this doesn't really have that. So you're like, huh, interesting.
1: Yeah, I think they were definitely trying to appeal to that younger teenager to come see
0: it for sure. So, I mean, unless you got anything else to add, I don't think I do. Let's let's rate this thing. So out of five Kreitz, how -hmm. many do you give it?
1: You know, I'm gonna give it. A solid
0: three. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Solid three. All right. Well, there is a scare of approval. Scare of approval just by the skin of its teeth.
1: Yep. I almost went a little higher, but I'm like, no, it's
0: critters.
1: Yeah. It's critters.
0: That's me too. I wanted to rate it a little higher. And I'm like, but is it really that good? (laughs) (laughs)
1: Because it's critters. So yeah, it's just really not
0: yeah and it's a quick watch it's only like 86 minutes something like yeah, that so it is you know nice and nice and brisk does not wear out it's welcome so
1: all right well our next film is terrified or in spanish atorados that correct it's directed by demian rugna and the tagline on letterboxd is they are in your house ellipses watching you ellipses And the description is police commissioner Funes and three researchers of supernatural phenomena investigate inexplicable events that are occurring in the suburbs of Buenos Aires. So Mm -hmm. Jeremy, what did you think of
0: terrified? (laughs) I thought this was an awesome little flick. Holy cow. Um, But like, I kept trying to put my finger on it as I was, as I was watching it. And I was like, this feels like, if you, because I feel like there's some insidious comparisons you could make, but this feels yeah. better realized. I don't know. Like, insidious, like we've often talked about, that goes off into, like, campier territory. This this movie does not have the campy impulses that insidious does. Um, but it, uh, it feels like if you took Poltergeist uh, and blended it with, like, the Devil's Backbone, Mm -hmm. or or yeah and i was like or some of you know del toro's spanish language work like maybe pan's labyrinth or chronos like those movies where they have sort of this like bleak uh simplicity to them um but yeah uh after i said that too then i looked online and saw that apparently apparently at some point guillermo del toro was trying to make a remake of this movie so uh you know no word on that we'll see if that does happen but uh yeah this was cool it was dark um but it's darkly humorous i thought uh because mm-hmm. it's not like outright laugh out loud funny but i think it has a dark sense of humor to it uh especially there there's a centerpiece scene that i said is mentioned extensively in that top horror movie moments show that Shudder mm-hmm. did uh yep. that that the way that plays out like it's actually kind of funny like darkly humorous that entire scene uh especially because it's pulling sort of a uh pulling a gag on the audience because you're just sitting there waiting for something uh-huh. to happen and it never does. So, And when
1: they said that, like, when they announced on that lineup of, you know, scariest moments that it was going to be a scene from terrified, I thought it was going to be the scene from the beginning of the film.
0: Yes. I thought yeah. it was going
1: to be that. And, but when they, it is the, the later scene, which is a much more subtle scene, but mm-hmm. that is, it's so well laid out. Yeah. And so creepy by like it's not showing anything really. I mean, it does show like there's creepy imagery in it, but it isn't like outwardly thrown it in your face. It's very subtle.
0: Yeah, it's very subtle. And for that scene alone, I'm like, this movie's kind of brilliant. Like that was played in incredibly well uh and, and that's like all the reason to just watch this movie is to see that scene play out
1: yeah it also is odd like because so much of the movie is about these sort of like weird creature monster like they're not creatures like critters but they're like monsters that are almost humanoids maybe like, ghosts weird, maybe yeah. ghosts but then yeah. i find like that whole subplot with with the dead person i'll just say um is is odd like it's like it's like another layer to it
0: Mm -hmm. with like
1: zombies in a way but like how does it relate like it is different
0: yeah all of it fits together yeah and that's what i like though is so this movie like i i I think that's a subgenre i'm realizing i really like is the paranormal investigation, like subgenre, yeah. Um. Uh, it's done
1: so poorly,
0: which can be done really poorly, but this movie does it really well. Uh, Cause a lot of the things they have in here are, you know, you know me, I love my podcasts. I'm like deep into that world of people that actually do go out and try to find and experience these creepy things. Um, and this movie is very true. I think to sort of this, what it, what it's really like um, maybe, you know, it gets, generally you don't see things as amazing as you know would be considered or fantastical as this movie does um but uh the fact that it doesn't over explain uh but it doesn't matter because the investigators themselves are constantly like we don't know what's happening or why (laughs) like that's why we're investigating it we're trying to figure it out so i like that approach To it where it doesn't really explain what's happening why these hauntings whatever you want to call them are going on Uh, but they're trying to get to the bottom of it and things just go haywire from there but it feels very real to like actual investigators that are like yeah we don't know what we just know shit happens (laughs) and we're trying to figure out what's going on.
1: Yeah, I would say this film feels successful because I would say there's at least a handful of super creepy scenes in it that are creepy. Yeah, like from like like little jump scares to just being eerie, like that scene we're alluding to, you know, from the the shutter yeah. list. Like super I feel like it, there's multiple things that that are really effective. Mm-hmm. Um I also love because it does my favorite thing where it jumps around in time, but it is not like two days earlier like it doesn't you just have to be smart enough to be putting it together in your head like there's someone who maybe was killed previously and now they're here and they're not a zombie here they're they're, we're just back in time prior to that event like i love that shuffling in time Mm -hmm. in regards to this but i do sort of feel like one so there are sort of like some pair like you mentioned like these paranormal um, investigators that are sort of introduced halfway-ish in and then it sort of goes into their investigation. I that's where it loses a little bit for me because I, I feel like there's too many of them. Like there was like three of them, and they like split up into different houses. Which while that keeps things interesting, I feel like it's just a little too too
0: all over the place for me. And you don't necessarily get connected to all of them, right? Like I just feel like there's
1: a few too many things going on. Whereas if they would have all stuck together in one place, I feel like we could have gotten more. Mm-hmm. about their relationships and who they are than them separating into different houses. Yeah. Now, one thing I found interesting was the sort of, it's hard to say who's the lead, but there is sort of this lead guy who, mm-hmm. you know, it, I think is Funaz is his name. And yeah. like later on, sort of this hearing aid is introduced, but like early on, was it set up that he had like hearing, uh, hearing disability?
0: I was going to say, I don't think they mention it until literally he's with the one investigator uh, and he talks about how uh, he's getting nervous in the house because he's like, well, number one, I'm, you know, hard of hearing. He points that out. So I'm not going to be able to hear (laughs) anything creeping up on us. But I love Um, that, that
1: it wasn't like early on. He's like, well, wait, I can't like it wasn't the first time we meet him. It sort of comes in later and then he has a hearing aid. And I just I thought that was so cool.
0: Yep. And then he mentions uh, having. Uh, I think he calls it an issue with coagulation is what he calls it. So yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah. You're like, Oh, okay. Or at least in the subtitle. And you're like, Oh, he's got like, you know, a heart condition is what he's trying to say. Is, and then of course that comes into play later. in what I thought was like, wow, I didn't put that uh, together. Got a it. surprising scene. Yeah. So yeah, I think he's it's saying he's got high blood pressure or something like that. And then that comes into play later in a scene that was like, Oh no, Oh no. Like stuff's going down. I'm like, he's having like a heart attack or something like something is going on. This is bad. <laughs> So, yeah, this movie does great with some of the tension and some of the scares like that one right there. Sorry, mild spoilers, but it comes in a way that you're not expecting that to happen in the scene. But that's like the scary part of the scene is this very real thing, as opposed to the uh, supernatural events, which are also unfolding.
1: Yeah. And so without being spoilery, I'm going to like say the scenes I think are super effective and creepy. So that the beginning with the bathroom is so good. Then Mm. of course the scene we've talked about multiple times, the milk scene, I'll call it. And then there is a video camera scene. That's also so, so good. And then there is a particular scene with someone's like head backwards. (laughs) (laughs) That is so creepy. It just sort of reminded me of smile.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty
1: sure Smile stole that from this movie. (laughs) They did.
0: Because I think it's it's done almost exactly the same, but it happens so, like, a lot. Yeah, and I like that the scares in this movie, they just sort of, like, they just happen. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not quite jump scares, uh, but, like, things are constantly happening in the background. You have to be paying attention to what's going on in, like, every corner of the frame at all times. Uh, Like, I know in the very beginning, again, mild spoilers but like the guy is up at night and I'm like, there's something under the bed. Like the frame is not drawing your attention to it yet, but you can see it in the way it's framed up and then stuff starts to happen. And you're like, wait a minute, wait, wait, did I see that? Was I sure? Cause sometimes it tricks you too, where you very quickly feel like you saw something in the background. And then you're like, maybe I didn't cause the movie didn't like zero in on that or make, you know, it didn't pull attention to that in the frame. But then, you know, later something happens and you're like, oh my God, yeah, there's so much happening. You have to pay attention to like every single frame of this movie. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it it does sort of set it up like you never, like they kind of explain what's going on and it's confusing. Something about alternate dimensions and things traveling through water, I don't know. Like it's yeah. it's confusing, um, which is fine, but it also sort of, you know, it alludes to this, something like this happening in America. And it like makes it so that like you 100% could do a sequel so easily. Yes. And just like because it's like the similar sorts of things have happened in other neighborhoods, but it sort of like infects a neighborhood and everything goes to shit in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But that's why I, I just really love the whole the zombie issue, I'll call it, or the zombie presence. Cause it does, it's somehow related, but it like also is its own thing. Like it's bizarre
0: yeah no it's a whole other weird element it's it's interesting yeah because they're like it's as if this these paranormal activities start to happen and they generate a whole slew of different things start to happen but it's all because of this one phenomenon like taking root in the neighborhood uh which i think is just a brilliant idea and a great way to like bring in you're like i don't want to get bored of writing just ghosts so let's throw in (laughs) something else too let's get a zombie in there why not so
1: it almost feels like multiple short stories were like how can we combine these well let's yes. have like this weird thing happen in a neighborhood with a supernatural presence and mm-hmm. an alternate dimension or whatever like yeah. and let's like that's because it does feel like multiple short stories combined, sort of combined yeah which i'm all for it just t- clunky is not the right word but it for me doesn't gel completely in the middle it's not, to not as to total.
0: Me. yeah it's not as totally seamless because i'm like There's the first sort of like, we'll call it like a vignette in the beginning, Mm -hmm. but then it switches over to the neighbor and Mm -hmm. then it it feels like a separate story right there. But then in the middle of the movie, it becomes about this investigation and you're like, okay, it feels like yet another story has now started that's tangentially related to the first, you know, so it does. It's not totally seamless, but.
1: But also, like critters, this is under ninety minutes. It's like mm-hmm. eighty-eight minutes with its credits. So again, I just I, I am so appreciative when a horror film, in particular, can be short. Not that it has to be short to be good, but like you know, it just it, it just feels good. It's just a uh, under ninety minutes, and it just sort of moves along, and it's creepy. And here with it being a foreign horror film, it just there's some unusual elements that maybe in American films you don't always get like you know it just feels has a different vibe to it and I
0: yeah And and I think as we often say with these uh uh foreign language movies that we watch uh for us at least uh it's um the fact that I don't necessarily know all these actors they're not like you know I'm sure they're known in their home country but to me I don't know who they are. It adds like a level of authenticity to this. Like I'm watching something a little more real and lived in feeling because I'm not being uh, presented with the artifice of like, oh, that's just Tom Cruise. So, you know, you know what I mean? Like you don't have the reality of like Hollywood where it's, you you know, it's fake. Like this has a level of realness by not speaking the language and not knowing Mm -hmm. who these actors are per se. It feels a little more real. And I will say that I watched like two thirds of it alone last night and then was like, this is getting too creepy. I got it. And I had to finish (laughs) it. I had to finish it this morning during the daytime. So. And yeah, I
1: found out you were not alone in not liking the poster. There's other letterbox people that talk about how bad the poster is. I always thought it was creepy because it's like one of the creepy monsters, but it's like split open. And I just thought it had a cool look. But you're yeah. not alone. Other people were like, it's "From the worst poster comes a
0: decent movie." Yeah, yeah I don't know what it. I think it's because it looks like, uh, it, like it doesn't quite look like the thing from the movie. Like it definitely is like art, like you know, a painted yeah. or like a CG, computer like uh graphic sort of poster. I, I don't know. Maybe it was a little more polished. I think that's my issue with it, or if it had like something. I don't know. I don't know why. It just strikes me as weird. It looks like a straight to DVD like cover for this movie. So,
1: yeah, and it's so the world we live in now, straight to DVD slash now straight to streaming, doesn't mean what it used to. Nope,
0: because they can be good, like this movie. So, uh-huh. and like, this was this yeah, is a like Shutter so original, things. I guess. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you have anything else to say about it? No, I think that. Kind of covers it. I was just glad to be exposed to this thing.
1: All right. Well, out of five spilled corpse milks, Mm. how many do you give
0: Terrified? Uh, I give it a solid four.
1: I'm going to give it three and a half. That's what I gave it the first time I noticed today when I logged it. And Mm. it's what I'm going to give it again. Okay. Okay. But still another
0: scare of approval. Scare of
1: approval yeah buddy
0: cool two of them
1: yep so write to us we want to know and uh, what do you think of these films does critters remind you of your youth and does terrified scare
0: the shit out of you yeah write to I, us. are there other argentinian horror yeah. movies out there like because i'm like if you were to be like name an argentinian made movie uh this is the only one i would think of like i'm not sure i know other any other movies made in argentina so uh are there more yeah does anyone I mean, know I mean, there must let us be know. there must be let us know talk about it yeah. so
1: and next week we will be back uh a day late and a dollar short no we won't be any dollar yeah. short but we're going to review a new film coming out yeah. and unfortunately with my schedule because of taylor swift it won't work out that we can do it to be out on time so we will be a couple of or like a day
0: late i think will, yeah Daily, yeah, a day about tw- and a half late. Yeah, about a little more than twenty-four hours later <laughs> than normal. So I think you guys will live. So don't be scared. Yeah, we're we're coming. We're coming back. Don't worry.
1: <laughs> All right, <laughs> but write to us, Scaring Sharing at gmail.com or follow us on Insta, Scaring a Sharing. All
0: one word. Smash at it together. Smash it. And remember, this is my
1: broomstick
0: <laughs> Oh my god! Awesome. Uh Yeah. Until next time, guys, listen up, you primitive screwheads.
1: (laughs) And keep watching and talking about scary movies because... Scaring is
0: sharing. Bye! Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. Scaring is sharing. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.